Hey guys, this is Chelsea Brinkley, and you're listening to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast with John Hewlin. This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. I'm your host. It's always grateful that you chose to hard earned heard in that introduction. I have the one and the Chelsea Brinkley with you, Chelsea. I'm doing wonderful. How are you, John? Thanks for having me. Oh, good. I am much better than I deserve. So let's jump right in. For folks who don't know, Chelsea is a system optimizing coach who entrepreneur process, VA matchmaker. She is an adventuresome digital nomad and a detail-loving advocate for the cubicle worker, freedom, flexible. Now, all those sound great, but I have to say, you have two other titles that I think wife. That's true. That's true. I've got a little, a little 10-month-old little boy, so we're trying to survive over here. Having kiddos, as everyone I'm sure has told you, changes your life. It's true. Yep. Already in the past 10 months, it's changed our lives. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You've got many more years of fun to come. All right. So we know a little bit about you, but... We want to know more. So if you would take us back because where you are today is not where we'd love to hear more of your backstory, part of your process for how you got to please share away. Awesome. Sounds great. Um, let's see. So I let's go way back. So, well, not too far back, but let's go a little bit back further. So um, I used to work for a multi-million dollar company in Nashville, Tennessee. There's a few, um, but I was the executive assistant there to the chief digital officer. Um, and I loved my role. Um, but one of the thing, and this was all pre-pandemic, pre-everyone working remotely, one of the things I really wanted to do and I was struggling with is I really wanted to start working remotely. Um, my husband and I both worked corporate jobs and running around Nashville, you know, dropping our dog off at a doggy daycare, you know, just constantly passing one another. And it was just, it was a struggle. And at the age of 29, I was becoming burned out, um, which is kind of crazy at such an early age, you know, and we were just running around. And so I was just sitting in my cubicle at where I used to work and I was staring out the window, just thinking and dreaming out my boss's window of like, I really wish I could work remotely and be able to travel more, be able to live more of the lifestyle that we truly desired. Um, And so that was kind of my breaking point of I've had enough of this. I'm going to start working remotely. Um, And so I went to the company, you know, and I asked them if that was a possibility. Can I start working remotely? Um, Because I tried it out a little bit with my leader and was like, hey, can I go to the Starbucks over here and work? Because part of my role as the EA to um, a C-suite leader was, you know, kind of blocking their time and really being right outside their office for any need that he had, um, which was fine. But I you know, a lot of people came up to my desk. And so I wasn't getting a lot of like heads down work done. And so um, I was like, Hey, can I go to the Starbucks over here and work a little bit? So I tested the waters a little bit to make sure that I could do my job completely remotely. Um, And I could, and I eventually was like, brought this up to the company. Like, how about this? How about I work remotely, you know, 
I'll still stick to the whole like nine to five, all of that. Um, and it's not something that they wanted to do, which is completely fine. Not my company, not my business. So I left um, and decided I was going to be the EA for entrepreneurs. And so I started doing that. I started working as an executive assistant for several clients and entrepreneurs who are running their businesses. It was going well. Um, I love doing it. I love serving people in that way. And one of the things that ended up happening, um, give you like kind of basically my business really turned into and happened by accident because what ended up happening is a lot of other entrepreneurs from their network, their friends were starting to reach out to me and say, Hey, can you help me the way that you help this individual? Mm -hmm. And there were a couple that I was like, sure. Right. But then it got to be so many, um, <laughs> which I say that very humbly, by the way, it's not like a, Oh, look at me by any means, but, um, I got to be so many folks were reaching out to me for help. I was like, why I don't have the bandwidth or the time to be able to do um, at the capacity and at the level that I was doing for this individual for all these others as, as well. Mm -hmm. And so I eventually was like, well, you know, I know some really other amazing executive assistants who work remotely too. Let me connect you guys. And so after connecting about five people together, like executive assistants with other entrepreneurs, I realized that there was something to this. <laughs> and so I was like, well, what if I started doing that? What if I started matching entrepreneurs and small business owners that need a hand, that need a little bit of help with highly skilled EAs? Um, and that's really kind of like what shifted into my business that I have now. Um, and then another piece that kind of came from that again was an accident. I started to notice, well, I say an accident, it was just seeing opportunity. Um, I started to notice that a lot of these entrepreneurs and small business owners didn't have like the organization, the systems and processes in place in their business to be able to seamlessly hand things off to an executive assistant mm. or a VA or an online business manager. And so that's kind of where I stepped in was like, can I please organize things better for you? Um, and so that's kind of where that segment of the business came from as well. So that was a long way to say your very, you know, simple question, but. Oh, that's the kind of, to know a little bit more about you, about how you got your, and I will, this will not be a surprise to, I don't believe any of that happened, not by a long <laughs> shot. So yeah, it's would love for you. Okay. I want you to think about the that entrepreneur. He or she knows that get down help. It's like so. I think it's noticing and paying attention to the pain points. So if you are in your business and you're starting to feel, gosh, like overwhelmed and stressed out, and just you know where you're feeling like you're being spread thin, I feel like it's noticing those pain points. Um, and then that's where I kind of like dig in. So if you're noticing those pain points and you're going, I just wish I could delegate some of these things to somebody else that I trust. Um, the biggest like difficulty is finding that individual, right? Um, oh, yeah. That you trust and that you can share passwords with, you know, maybe that comes down the road and all of that, but like it's finding quality individuals, um, but it's also making sure that they fit culturally with you. And so that's something that my team does is you know, we essentially, we find quality candidates. We take it through a six week vetting process of vetting wow. virtual assistants 
executive assistants and online business managers. Um, so we do culture fit assessments. We do skills tests to make sure that they can do what they say they can do. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's really important. Been there before, so yeah, I get yeah, and so then we match them up together to work together. And I do a little bit of coaching as well as far as like, here's how to properly delegate things to an executive assistant. Here's how to deal project management, all of those kind of things that are really important um, in learning how to manage a remote team. So yeah, that's a little bit about what we do as far as how that goes. And I feel like it's really important, you know, as a business owner or small business owner, entrepreneur, however you identify with that, it's really important to do the things that only you can do in your business and try to delegate the rest. Because as a business owner, you have certain strengths and certain things that come naturally to you. And so those things that don't, let's delegate them to somebody else who it does come naturally to them, you know, and it is mm -hmm. their strength and you gain so much freedom and flexibility back in your life. Mm -hmm. If uh, you delegate the things that are not your strengths to somebody else. And I'll, I'll add one. There may be something that's another one. I can test assessments. I actually rank really high on it. Chelsea will not be surprised by that. Nope. Not at I all. do, but it is not my favorite thing. It does not get me. Mm -hmm. I know I'm good at it. And I think it's important to ask yourself, like what fills you up and what drains you? For those sure. questions as well and if something that you're good at like just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do it mm -hmm. at all oh, and yeah. you think about the opportunity cost there of like because i'm doing this what is that pulling me away from and it's pulling you away from doing the things that only you can do it's pulling you away from mm -hmm. talking to those clients and that coaching and the consulting what have you but there's certain things that only you can do and you can't you can't delegate everything but you know, and could be pulling you away from other things that are your mm -hmm. family to spread so your attention. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that sounds like a no. Yeah, definitely. One <laughs> so, of the things that I, you know, just sorry to interrupt you. Um, one of the things I would recommend asking yourself are these questions, just three simple questions. I say they're simple, but there's a lot of depth to them. Um, is what don't you have the time to do that actually needs to get done, that like truly needs to get done, right? Um, the second question is what don't you know how to do that you would like to start doing in your business and implementing. So that's another question. And then the third is, you know, kind of going off of what you mentioned is what do you dislike doing? The thing that just completely kills, you know, kills your creativity and it drains you. So what do you dislike doing that you would love to hand off to somebody else? And those are three kind of telltale questions as far as coming up with the things that you could hand off possibly. Now you refer to EAs, which are executive and VAs, which are virtual online manager. Is that right? Yeah. An online business three? manager, which online is business very, manager. So what's yeah, very similar to an integrator. Yeah, it's a great question. So a virtual assistant, we'll kind of work our way up. A virtual assistant is, and I don't demean, mean this in a demeaning way at all, um, that individual is more of a task taker. So it's very simple as to where you could say, hey, I need X, Y, and Z done, and X, Y, and Z gets done. Okay. It's something that they thrive at, they enjoy, and of course, that's like the win, win, win for everybody, you know, is, is making sure everyone's doing what they enjoy and their strengths. And so mm -hmm. that's really a virtual assistant is manual things that you need to get done. Um, doesn't need a whole lot of like responsibility or proactiveness. They just need to get done by someone. Um, okay. And those are the things that you would really delegate to a virtual assistant. Um, on the other side, if we kind of work our way up is an executive assistant. Now this person is definitely more of a go-getter. 
They have more responsibility in your company. They're very proactive. They're constantly thinking, how can I make this person's life easier? And how can I take things off of their plate? So they may be the person who is handling your calendar, your schedule, your email. Um, It's someone that you would trust to speak to your clients or customers. You know, they understand your brand language. They understand how you would answer something. So that would be more of an executive assistant. So more responsibility is definitely there. And then an online business manager, um, sometimes referred to as an integrator. I actually use those terms interchangeably. Um, So an online business manager and integrator is someone who they're not handling the administrative things like an executive assistant would. They're handling more of operations. So they're thinking, what processes can we put in place? Um, They may be handling a little bit of the payroll, um, but putting those processes, those systems in place so that things are more efficient for the visionary, the entrepreneur, is definitely more of the OBM. It's funny you mentioned, which to a certain extent is for all. I happen to be a practical. Mm. I know how to send, but I also know how to... Mm, that's, that's a unique gift. It, it is because most visionaries are not like that. They don't know mm-hmm. how to do that, which Correct. of course ties in how my mm-hmm. kind of how that all can be frustrating mm-hmm. because I can sometimes get <laughs> sometimes because you you have the vision of how you would like it done, mm-hmm. and it's like you can see, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I can, can see how that would work. And, and and what I'm what I'm learning. Okay, this is what I want. I don't how you get there, and then let alone. So and at I'm that point, be- it's- I'm much better at it now. Yeah. And at that point, it's like all about the level of empowerment that you give a team member, you know, yes. because like some, some folks you're like, ah, oh, kind of want you to check in with me before we like take action. And the others, it's like, you know, maybe an EA or an OBM that you've worked so closely with for years. You're like, you understand me, like you get me. And that's a very close, important relationship. And so, yeah, that level of empowerment is, is important for sure. The one that comes is dealing with a graphic art because mm. I've had graphic art lots and and you know there's been a hand could not because mm-hmm. i did for them I actually give them a gift and a lot of graphic art. that's not why i hire when i hire a graphic art mm-hmm. because i can't do it i need that from you now it's not like i don't give any some right. but i keep and I, the only real guideline i ever get i want always mm. that's what oh, i want you to so make good but i want you to make three to five versions whatever the thing is i want you to make three to five now, rarely do I ever pick something actually. When they give me three to five, I take parts of all of them mm-hmm. and then we get whatever the. Yeah, but that's just different why I, iterations. And it takes that at first to get to where you want to be. It absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I is for me is the creep. That's what I want to pull that out thing. And a, a side note, sorry, folks, on this tangent, understand where I'm going in just a second. I actually had someone come back to me a year after this, this was several years, called me, hey, John. First of all, it's like, do you even remember me? Together, and so, oh, yeah. But let me tell you, because it forced me to do this again, because he was used to being given, you know, very strict guidelines of what to be done. Mm-hmm. And it, it was hard for him. It really was. It really struggled. Once he started to catch on. He kind of got it. He's like, my, it's like, I started not accepting those kinds of that were giving me parameters that I felt stifled and his quadruple in a year because he started taking different brand if you client. Mm-hmm. Someone very much like me wanted, it's like, I want your, because I can't, so make the thing. And if we need, we will, and it'll be great. So that's, that was kind of cool being able to, to try and to use a word, empower someone, be who he already was. He mm-hmm. And yeah, that is such a gift to him and to be able to like shift his business like that. It was a lot of fun. So tell us, 
about some of the things that I'm going through my notes. Now, no one who is paying any attention to this podcast is surprised that I have notes, but <laughs> you write a blog as well. Yeah, I do. Um, what what prompted that? It's not like it doesn't fit in with what you do, but it kind of doesn't. So what was the, the nexus behind that? What do you do with it now? Yeah, so I, I write a blog basically just like about our life um, and what we're able to do because a huge piece of my husband and I leaving our corporate lives behind um, and he was, I'll just like give a little bit of background, but he was an electrical engineer oh, and okay. he was wasn't able to do that you know he worked in a building putting circuit boards and all that stuff together that i really don't understand <laughs> and he wasn't able to do that job remotely and so what we decided is us working remotely is so important for us to live the lifestyle that we desire mm -hmm. that he shifted careers a little bit he went to a coding boot camp and he's now um, a front end and back end stack software engineer and so wow. he can now work from home making that shift and so i was going through i mean we went we used to live you know in nashville tennessee we moved we decided hey if we can work remotely we can live anywhere we want and nashville is wonderful um, but we desired more outdoors and so we moved to colorado and we live in the mountains in a forest um where you know we do that and the only way we can do that is because we work remotely and a huge piece of you know us even making this leap was hey i want to travel we both did we want to travel and explore more of the world we want to see more cultures we want to experience more than our little bubble that we had and that was a huge reason for us working remotely um, is being able to travel. And so that this all goes back to the blog, I promise. Um, one of the things that I was like thinking and doing is I was like, well, let, let me write about our travels to help other people um, mm -hmm. because I'm very much a detail oriented like yourself person and I'm very much a planner processes systems. And so I was going, I did so much research on all the travel that we've done. What if I can make it easier for other people? Mm -hmm. So I decided to create these travel guides and just put it out there, write about our travels, the things that we've learned along the way of like, hey, do this here, make sure you check this out. This was kind of eh, you know? And so I the intent is to help people in you know, their travels, their life. And so that's you know kind of what I blog about. And it's also shifted you know, as my business has shifted. I talk about like some business stuff in there as well and our personal lives um, and things that, you know, we do. So it's, you know, it's a combination of personal business and travel is my blog. Yeah. That's a better idea. Who is the, that you help? And if it isn't just one aspects to your business, like this and mm -hmm. so on, let us know that. So give, give us a better idea who maybe an ideal client is. Yeah. So I would say. It's a great question. An ideal client, I have honestly two different avenues um, and segments of my business. On one side, the ideal client is really the entrepreneur, the small business owner who needs help delegating things to a team member, but they're not really sure how to find that person. And then the other side of that is also the entrepreneur and small business owner who really needs help getting their business better organized, more systems in place, um, more processes, standard operating procedures is basically like my love language. Um, so that's really... <laughs> That's really that side of my business is that's the ideal client is 
entrepreneurs, small business owners who need a little bit help um, from someone who thinks in systems, processes, and delegating things to remote team members. Now, to shift a little bit on the other side, you know, something that I'm extremely passionate about and my ideal client is someone who is sitting in a cubicle right now or in an office building and they're really wanting to work remotely but they're just not sure how to get started they're going and the reason why that is such a passion of mine is because that's who i was Mm -hmm. Um, i was sitting in the cubicle staring out my boss's window wondering how can i live the life that i desire but still have a career make decent money i'm not just going to say like bye i don't want to work you know but how can i how can I work remotely, you know, have a career and also travel or um, spend more time with family and friends or work from home and do the mom thing or dad thing as well. And so that's just something that I really struggled with is like finding resources out there to help Hmm. and, you know, to find quality resources and a step-by-step as far as like how to do that. And so that's also an ideal client of mine is um, I really love to help people figure out what role that they can take their current skill set in and their passion and their natural gifts and talents and how can they can turn it into a remote and have really great careers out of it and be able to live the life that they've wanted this whole time so that's also the remote worker is definitely um a passion and helping them too how we discover what comes from mm-hmm. and this is how i say for any length of time i wanted to start a podcast about started i did it came from my place and my pain led to which ultimately my platform and part of my platform. So that's one that I serve. That sounds a lot like. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, honestly, like if I didn't go through the pain and of, of 29 and being like, why am I burned out? Why am I desiring to travel and work? But like, it seems like everyone else in this building is doing just fine. Like why, <laughs> you know, asking those questions as far as like, why am I desiring this? Like, what is the intent? What is the purpose? And um, little did I know that there was like a whole plan, you know, laid out and I had to, it was terrifying. Trust me, like, <laughs> yeah. don't let me, don't let me like fool you by any means. There was a lot of pain in that learning. Um, and we took an entire year of preparing um, financially, as well as, you know, taking trips out to Colorado. Where do we want to live? What does this look like? Taking trips to other states as well. It was just selling cars, purchasing all-wheel drive vehicles, because that's needed yeah. here. Um, <laughs> there was just a lot that had to go into it. And I don't want to fool you that it was easy, but I will, without a doubt, tell you it was worth it. Um, as you can tell, you know, on video, I'm like in a car right now recording with you, John, like that's ridiculous. Like, how is this my life? Um, so yeah, it is worth it. It it is hard work, but it is, it is worth it. And I mean, like you mentioned, the pain led to the purpose and the platform revenue. We spent a lot of time talking about the new driven. Let's talk. It's wonderful. You have, but it is especially Mm. when two of you working from home and you now have consider him a toddler. Um, He's not really an infant anymore. He's we'll the in between. How's that? The baby. Yeah. Yeah. He's a 10 month old baby. I'm sure he's a solid chunk of a, and that's, uh, <laughs> I don't mean anything bad by that. I mean, you want him to be that. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But what's that like for you? What is life like? For, what are you work, cultivate, make better your most, and how do those impact? Ah, oh, this is such a great question. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you, like in the beginning, you know, Gosh, after I had Porter, that's our baby. After I had him, honestly, 
we were trying to figure out like, how do we balance all of this? How do we both work, you know, especially both working from home and how do we raise a child? Like how, honestly, I had no idea. And I should have asked more people in the beginning about how to do this, but we were completely (laughs) just confused as to how to did, how to do this. And, um, and honestly, I was thinking, you know what, should I just throw in the towel on my business and just be a full, full-time stay-at-home mom, which is fine. There's, trust me, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to um, make any kind of remarks as if it is. It's not. It's just not what I desired in my heart. Um, mm. And I still wanted to balance being a business owner who has team members as well as somebody who is a mom and a parent. And so it was really, really tough for us in the beginning, how trying to figure this out. And one of the things I did, I started doing is calling, you know, family and friends who I knew had younger kids and asking what they did. Um, All of that to say what we ended up doing is, and works best for our family and everyone's family and situation is different. So I also want to say that um, is we decided to hire a nanny And I'd also simultaneously decided to cut back on my business a little bit because I put very clear boundaries in place as far as our nanny is with us from 830 in the morning till 130 in the afternoon. So during that time, I have to, I get my workouts in. I like to work out in the morning. I've got to get my workouts in as well as get all my calls in, my work done for the day so that I can be present fully in the afternoon and be in mom mode. And that means, honestly, that means I have to be really strict with my schedule um, and just the season of life that I'm in and what we're, what we're doing. And so um, that's how I've like figured out how to, and I, so we do that Monday through Thursday, Um, Fridays I'm off, I'm full mom mode on Fridays, but it's just the season we're in. And it really is tough, you know, balancing both my husband and I work from home. and then Porter's there. So my husband has his office and I have my office to be able to do calls and focus and be really intentional there. Um, So that works for us. And then we make sure that we're done. Um, Again, I'm done hopefully by 1.30. Sometimes I've got to like hop on and do a few extra things, but a little bit of our routine um, is that he finishes working at four to 4.30. We go for a family walk. We come back in and make dinner. We do bedtime routine with our mm-hmm. their baby and all of that. And he goes down around 7.30. So all of that to say, I think the biggest thing, you know, and I am a systems and processes person. It's the way my brain works. But I think the biggest thing for us in, in doing that is creating a routine and putting mm-hmm. strict boundaries in place. And that's just something that works for us is mm-hmm. doing that. Well, I don't think my job, both as a host, as well as with people on trying to their relationship. Okay. And that is something I ask everyone. So do you and your hubby, do you guys have a regular built into your We schedule? do. We do. Again, processes, I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. Once every three weeks, just because the cost of, I mean, just to be honest with you, the cost of a nanny and then the cost of like date nights means, you know, we're having our nanny also acts as our babysitter for date nights. So we do a date night like once every three weeks. And that's you know, we're in our home all the time. And don't get me wrong, I love our home, but we both work from home. We're there all the time. Literally us getting out is going to the grocery store and that's driving 15 minutes down the mountain. And Mm -hmm. so we do um, a date night once every three weeks and it's, let's go out to dinner. Let's just, we're doing something out of the home. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of our routine. 
Well, let me let me offer to you as a suggestion more challenging based upon our technique in the mountain. Mm-hmm. Things aren't like right next. But, and because your son's so young, um, get out of the house, not a workout walk. And in that walk, spend about, talk yeah. about what are your, where do you see yourselves for five years? Dream them together. What you don't want, don't talk. Don't, I mean, mm-hmm. eat the conversation. It's not about, it's not about the, it's not about the stuff that has to be, and trust me, as a know that's hard, set that aside, build it to that most affects thing else does. Mm-hmm. If you be, I'm not necessarily saying fantastic, where it is, starts that one. That's so true. I love that. And naturally I wrote down all of, I wrote down these notes as you were sharing them <laughs> with me. That, that was, that was a free idea. Let me give you the, the $1 idea. Here's the $1. Again, it's going to require a little bit cause you drive. So you have to go down the mountain. <laughs> now it doesn't, it doesn't have to be McDonald's, but just okay. you guys can go McDonald's, get a soft stir. It'll mm. cost you again. Porter simple can be there thing. for that. At least when he's so little. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's not about thing. how much money you spend. It is, it has nothing. See, that's the thing that trips up so many men after they're married because there is something i can't explain it better than there's like us inside of our head there's something that happens get married the continuing pursue thing shuts off it's because mm-hmm. we accomplished we got her that happens it is a that's why so many men dive headlong careers there's never an I, the one i pick on all the time is golf it's not my thing i could so if anybody out there wants to invite me to go golfing i will golf i'm not saying i won't do it it's just <laughs> it it's not my thing and it's a but you know, there's always a new club, new shoe, new ball, new place to play, some new equipment. Always, and of course, when a career, you know, there's always a ladder to climb, lots more. I try to encourage you guys to take some of that energy you're spending there. We're gonna put it back where it belongs, and that is a relationship. Now, your spouse, teach guys how to, because nobody teaches us how to. Prior to that, I believe God puts inside of each man. It's in our DNA to. We know how to. Nobody has to. T- literally, there's something that happens. On that wedding day, it's like click, it's off. Now I realize yeah. there's gonna be so, there are some guys out there who, are, but I'm telling you, most guys are not like just not. So true. And I will I will just say from a woman's point of view, my favorite dates, my favorite quality is like just quality time. So that dollar soft serve serve cone would mean more to me than a very expensive dinner because it's creating moments and experiences. And um, like for myself, like I would much prefer. And this might sound bizarre, but like some of my favorite vacations or even trips, we do a lot of like, hey, we can work from anywhere. Let's work from the campground. We mm-hmm. um, any trips that we take, whatever that looks like. My favorite ones have been road trips, mm-hmm. rather than these lavish vacations, because we're creating those experiences. We're creating those moments to laugh about. About like, hey, do you remember when we got the flat tire in Utah, and then this <laughs> happened, and just all of that. And those are turn into fun memories. It, it reminds me of I made uh, when it came to gift gifts. Specifically at Christmas, I decided rather gifts. In fact, I did this this past Christmas. Do you remember what I got you for? What did I get you? What did I get you? Toby Mac, we were at the time. We met the sound guy, Goki, a wonderful guitar player. In fact, the opening music, my podcast. Awesome. But it was that experience yeah, the that I created for he and I to get. That's what everybody mm. remembers. Experience. You don't remember the stuff. Who cares about the stuff. Yeah. It's about being. It's true. And you know, whenever we get to the end of our lives, that's what we're going to remember: mm-hmm. the experiences and the memories. True. We're not going to remember. Oh, remember that stuff we had that we kept in the closet and we stored forever but didn't use. <laughs> um, you know. So. Yeah. All that stuff. Wasn't it great? Yeah. For sure. All right, got some other questions for you before we get to our final. Uh, one of them I want to ask you, something I've been asking, and that's for you, your mind. Is there a different failing? Mm. And if so, what is That's a great question. Gosh, that's hard to answer. I think for me, there is a difference. 
I think for me, like failing, I'm actually okay with failing. Um, and that because I learn from those experiences and then what ends up coming out of that is so much better than what I intended in the beginning. You know, whether it's a course or a program or this or that, I'm like, all right, I've got this idea, right? And as entrepreneurs, we get really excited. Um, and then if it ends up being a bust and nobody wanted it, you start asking questions. Well, that was a failing moment. Why did it fail? Because X, Y, and Z happened. Okay, now I know what people want. Now I know what they desire. Mm -hmm. Now I know how to serve them even better. So I think for me, that accurately answers your question, but I'm actually okay with failing. I'm trying to think about how that different, differentiates for me, you know, compare, compared to failure. Well, I agree with I your definition know. of failing. Uh, the way I define failure, it's a state of being. It's an active choice to stay exactly mm -hmm. And between failing, I'll take failure because that means I tried something, have the opportunity. Absolutely. That's how I see it. And what, what better way to learn than, than failing? I mean, but. I'm like, but you're the, one step closer to like oh, for sure. figuring it out. I mean, learn anything when it right. Mm -hmm. You don't. You only learn mm -hmm. the only. If you did it right, that means that's how I look mm, at it. That's good. All right. What is one habit every entrepreneur, small, absolutely. Mm, one habit. I think, gosh, a good habit is, you know, putting processes or whatever that looks like in place for your calendar and your schedule. Because time is the only thing that we don't get back and we can't get it back. And your time is extremely important. And so determining what you want your day to look like and creating that plan of like, you know what, I do calls from this time. And that doesn't mean you can't be flexible. Don't get me wrong. Um, it just means you're creating a plan and a, like a process. And it's a great habit to be thoughtful of your time, to be um, understanding of your capacity and your bandwidth and what you're able to take on in a day, in your work day. <laughs> it's yeah gosh it's annoying i i know i like gosh you we go into like a restaurant together um jeff and i do and i'm like oh i think this could be laid out a little bit different what if we did this it could make it a little bit more efficient and then if they did this yeah i just can't stop thinking in in that way it's just how now, how i'm wired the real you actually tell them i have yes <laughs> i love that um, yes yes it is not as well received as I would like. <laughs> I get that. I totally, yeah. but that's not the purpose. It's not how it's received. Your job was to convey the information. Mm -hmm. I get that. But occasionally my suspicions that you'll find some. Absolutely. And someone's like, thank you for telling me. I'm like, just from my point of view, if this was done this way, it would make it easier for X, Y, and Z to happen. Um, and yeah, so most of the time it's not well received, but at times it is, and maybe it changes. <laughs> so um, up to them to do whatever they would like with it. but. That's one aspect about not only they actually suggestion, and they're not talking about just their, they're talking about their customers be better. We better. Um, one of the ones, and I know people have, is Chick-fil-A. They are exactly, I actually, Absolutely. I happen to know in location, tells people very active all the mm -hmm. time. He does everything in the back and he, he's more the That's exception. Amazing. Oh my goodness. I completely geek out and you can ask Jeff. Anytime we go to a Chick-fil-A, I'm like, did you see how efficient they were? Did you see how kind they were? Did you see how, how they got everyone through the line with smiles and they were joyful about it? And it's just, yeah. It is very intentional. It very impressive. You know, and I also, I know they're hiring and it's mm. even for the base and if they're not finding it, I mean, they're very kind in how they do it. Right. But they, they have certain questions that they ask, ways that without giving them, um, mm -hmm. 
it's I, it's very especially for it's kind of a job i mean really yeah I mean, we're talking about the, the low end kind of thing the fast foods that happens to be chick-fil-a mm -hmm. but you'd never know it in there uh, you'd think they own the place mm -hmm. I mean, you'd That's be surprised. You're changing the course of someone's day with that experience yeah, you with are. you. You know, like depending on how that experience goes, and you know, I could either you could either make my day better, you know, or you can make my day not so great. And so I just it, every it doesn't matter the job. It there's an impact. Um, anytime you have an engagement or like you interact with someone, customer service is so important. And I, I'm. I would guess the reason why people come back to Chick-fil-A um, so much is because they had a wonderful experience. You know, you, you mm -hmm. made their day better. It reminds me, it reminds me of the definition that I use to me selling second marketing storytelling, but it's whose story don't tell your story. There's not, there's not a nice way to say it. It's, it's true. <laughs> they, they don't care, at least not initially. Now, once we have a relationship, even if it is a business, we have a relationship, maybe they'll care once I have solved because mm -hmm. somebody has a problem, some kind of problem, and yeah. they think we'd be able to help, maybe. So my job is to let them know what I do by how I've helped, and they can, can heat. Mm -hmm. mm. Those are great. I just jotted that down as well. So that, that and $5 might get you a, maybe. <laughs> Depends on where you live. Yes. Because I have friends in San Diego, and that would not cover a cup of coffee. Wow. It absolutely. All right, Chelsea, we're getting close to wrap up time. How can people find with you? Ah, oh, that's awesome. Um, so they can find and connect with me. Um, I'm most on social media, most engaged on Instagram. And so you can find me there. I share tips and tricks and tutorials and all of that, as well as the things that I've learned along the way um, and little tidbits of my life. But you can find me on Instagram. It's Chelsea Brinkley is my handle. And then also at my website, it's ChelseaBrinkley.com. And I'm sure John will have like links and all of that kind of stuff as well. Cause I know there's different spellings of my name. So, <laughs> but yeah, so you can find me there and it should direct you absolutely anywhere you need to be and feel free to reach out. And I love connecting with people more than anything. And I love serving. So reach out. If you even just have questions, let me know how I can help you in any way, as far as like, whether it's creating organization in your business, or if there's anything I can do is to help you find a remote team member. We have processes for that. Shocking. Um, so let me know how I can serve or let me answer your questions. I'm happy. Ask I'm an ask me anything open book kind of person. What do you Oh, <laughs> well, I shared this with John, you know, pre we started recording, um, which was a fabulous conversation, by the way. <laughs> um, and so I shared this little sneak peek with him. Um, but I'm thinking about starting an accelerator for small business owners to help them once and for all get their business organized. Mm -hmm. So we are going to either 90 or 100 days and let's get things in shape, whether it's do you need to bring or ask your assistant to attend for you just or do you want to attend but let's once and for all get it all shaped up and get these systems in place get things organized the way that you hope and dream that they would be so folks if that sounds you absolutely have to get with chelsea because my encouragement mm -hmm. happening so now that it's on here she's on record i have to yep. but i promise you you get into her accelerator and dare i say oh thanks john well it's my hope is to give you know people back the freedom and flexibility in their life that they wanted in the first place and so i that's just our time is very important let's get you your time back all right chelsea let's get into our final four, so four quick questions just tell me the thing that pops in your okay why did god create ah oh, so good um to serve and to help others i mean that it just comes down to that I like that to sink all right yeah what are doing to right now 
Oh, so good. Another great question. I love these. Um, so what I'm reading right now is a book called Simple. I think that's what it's called. I'll have to give you the link to it. My husband jokingly calls it Simple Orange because there's oranges on the book. So now he's got me thinking the book is called Simple Orange, even though that's not at all the title. Um, it's called Simple, but it's helping me be a little bit more mindful of um, my day-to-day -day life. You know, um, it's mm -hmm. helping me realize like what is clutter in our lives, whether that's, you know, physically in our home and just to be mindful of various areas of our life. Something that's like a small little thing that I've learned from that is I'm learning to be more mindful when I'm around my baby and being on my phone because I don't want him to see mom and think, oh, what she looks like is with a picture of her phone and being more present with him and being more mindful of if I'm with him, I need to, I need to just be with him, you know, not connected to some other device or doing something else. There's, you know, all of that. So that's the book that I'm reading. Um, I'm learning a lot from it. It's really wonderful. But you'll definitely have to let for you. Yeah. All right. Two parter. The next one, what do you for fun? And what do you do for Jeff and or mm, so good. So, what I do for fun, I love to hike so much. I, there's so much peace for me in hiking in the mountains and getting like clarity and just away from distraction, being in nature. I find it very powerful. I think um, it's just so important to get outside and get into nature, whatever that looks like for you. If it's a small walk, if it's whatever it is. Um, thankfully, where we live, there's some good mountains. And so I love going on a hike in the mountains. And that brings me extreme joy and something that we do for fun with my family hmm well we do hike together we definitely do hike together one of the things we love to do um we have a fire pit outside of our home and so we love to just sit around the fire pit and make s'mores and it's something so simple but it just creates those memories and those special moments and that's something that i really really enjoy as well question most grateful mm. Oh, I'm grateful for everything in my life. Um, okay, give I me am... a top three then, if you can't narrow it down to one. <laughs> I'm really grateful for the lifestyle we're able to live um, and the beauty that that is, which means I'm grateful for technology. I know that's something like maybe silly to say, but without that, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Um, I'm extremely grateful, and I think what tops the list is I'm extremely grateful for the relationships in my life. Um, my immediate family, you know, my husband, my baby, uh, I love them to pieces, but also like my friends. I just have the most amazing friends. And even through networking and meeting you, John, and our friends and connections, I like feel like I have like the greatest humans in my life. They're all just like such authentic, real quality human beings. And I'm really grateful for those relationships. Yeah. And they are just like with, with good hearted people. Mm -hmm. And as a bonus question, okay. I occasionally, <laughs> what one podcasts are can't miss outside of this one. <laughs> outside of this one. <laughs> um, well, of course you can probably Yes, that I'm going to say this, but Mike Kim, um, his You Are the Brand podcast, um, even though like I help on his team and stuff, I still listen to it all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's just such a good one. I learned so many things from that podcast. Podcast I just love is my friend Janine has a podcast. 
Actually, I'm going to give you three. I can't help it. My okay. friend Janine has a podcast and she talks about just real life. Um, and she talks about traveling. She's a travel planner and she's brilliant at it. Mm-hmm. And so she talks about that real life. And I just love listening to her podcast. It's one of those that, gosh, it, you just listen to it and just feel so real, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yes. And authentic and raw. And I love it. And then, okay, another one is Lauren Davis. She has a podcast on personal branding as well. And I, oh, golly, I just like put them on autoplay. It's it's Janine Whittle, and I think it's Janine Travels, or I can look it up really quick. Oh, we can put it in the show. I don't want anybody to miss it, and I can send it to you as well. Of course, naturally. I'll send it to you so that you can put it in the show notes. notes. Hers on personal branding, her perspective. So good. And folks, as you can probably tell, uh, some throughout this interview at the end, uh, we have been dealing with our own technical technology. Apologies to all of you for that. We have no control work. My suspicion is that there are certain times of the day that than others. How the video is connecting. Mm-hmm. Who are watching? It happens. <laughs> so Chelsea, thank you for your time today with us. More about your about what you to serve. I feel better about it. What I know about you. It also a reminder to me that the process. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, John. I so appreciate it. This has been a gift to me, and I've loved our conversation and pre-recording and all of it. It's just a pleasure to know you, and I thank you for having me as a guest. And thank you all for tuning today. Again, I mention it every single time that I need it. I know that your time is precious, the most precious resource you have, because you can't get any more of it. So thank you for investing some of that. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye.